Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today, I have a special guest, my beautiful wife, Jessica Lemon. And today, the drink of the day is one of our fancy bottles of wine that we brought back from our recent trip to Sonoma Valley, California. It is a Ledson Howell Mountain Old Vine Zinfandel. That's what we'll be drinking. And the discussion today will be about what we learned about ourselves on our trip. So let's get started. So first of all, we'll be pouring uh, my wife a glass first. I know that that's probably a good idea. <laughs> and Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming along. Now, we um, have had this wine before. Yes. We tasted quite a bit of it. Um, what did you think about the wine? When we had it the first time. When we had it the first time, I think what st- struck me is the depth. This was, wasn't this the one that we were telling him, the more you taste it, the deep, the more it opens up? That might have been yeah, over at Cundy, but it it's the same sort of, um, but yeah, this the is Zinfandel also, is the same sort yeah, of it idea. Is. And this is an old vine Zinfandel, so... My understanding is that the old vine means it's an, from uh, a group of grapevines that are older. so Which look like little trees, really, and they, not vines, actually. They do. They do. Well, let's try this wine. I did open it up um, about 10 minutes ago or so to help let it breathe, because um, I'm not real fancy with wine, but I heard <laughs> that, that that helps if you let the wine breathe. So, yes. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's really good. So, yeah, this was one of three bottles of wine that we bought at the Ledson Winery after our uh, complimentary, actually, uh, wine tasting. And we had those shipped back to our house in Ohio. And I think this was a really good idea because this is really good. good. That's better than I remember it tasting. Yeah. I'm going to have another sip of that. That's really good. Wow. Wow. It's a little spicier than I remember. Yeah, it is. Which is not a complaint. <laughs> no, not at all. That's good. excellent. That's going to make this podcast go very well. Yes. So so our discussion today is about uh, what we learned about ourselves uh, on our trip. And um, if you just kind of want to give a quick description of what our trip was about and just a kind of a quick overview. Okay, well, our trip was about... Um celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary which was in October of 2018 and I think it was we wanted to go someplace we had never been before Mm -hmm. Um, we we live on the in the Midwest so we take a lot of East Coast vacations and we had never been to the West Coast the farthest furthest I'd been West is Arizona I think you too right uh, correct. Yeah. Oh, well, Vegas, but yeah. About oh, yeah, Vegas, thing. Vegas. So, That's true. I've, I always forget about that. Right, but we've definitely um, never been to California, so this was and, a totally different trip. And we wanted to experience two different things. We wanted to experience San Francisco, where we were flying in, and then we wanted to experience wine country for most of the trip, which is was my favorite part of the trip. I think after spending two nights in San Francisco, I decided I really wasn't a city person. Like, I like the city. I like looking at it. I like being in a, a really cool city hotel, but it's just not as relaxing as I found wine country to be. 
Yeah, and we've had uh, multiple trips to Chicago. We liked the city of Chicago. Yeah. We were engaged there. Um, we've had a good time there, but I think we're just... Well, if it's because we've grown up in the Midwest, um, yeah. but we just kind of are country people. Um, we like visiting the city, but we like to visit and not stay mm-hmm. for very long. And do your long, listeners so. know we live near a lake? Like yes, we live. I hopefully they do the now. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so yes. um, I think that says a lot about what we enjoy doing and where we enjoy being. So it really wasn't that big of a surprise that we would enjoy wine country with all the hills and the trees and the vines and the... And the wine. <laughs> and the wine. The vines and the wines. The vines and Absolutely. The wines. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your first impression uh, as we were driving out of San Francisco up into wine country? What did you think as we were cruising up the highway Well, it was, I was country. And we had just been sort of in the middle of, on the corner of a very busy block in San Francisco. And so it was a totally different vibe. Um, driving out of San Francisco was like... It was super cloudy and foggy, so once we got into wine country, it was like all of that sort of burned off, and we were like, oh, there's the sun. <laughs> there it is. It's out here in the country. Yeah, it was just such a gorgeous drive. Beautiful. I just remember as the city kind of faded away, and there was another, I guess, a little town there um, that we drove through, but once we got, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes away from San Francisco, it was just, you know, there was a lot of hills, and yeah. there was a few houses, but it was just kind of clear, and it was really nice. So, so what was, um, what else did, so this episode is going to be about what we learned about ourselves on this trip. And, uh, like just said, we were there celebrating our 20th anniversary. Uh, we've been together a little over 21 years and we've been married, uh, 20 years and we've had friends that haven't made it that long. And we thought, you know, this was a big thing. We've, we've really, uh, we have a great relationship. Uh, we've been together this many years, but we wanted to, to kind of, I wanted to put kind of a stake in the ground to kind of celebrate 20 years. And I wanted to do something totally different and totally special. So we remember like what we did on our 20th uh, anniversary. I also wanted to have some discussions and some different thinking on what we would be doing for the next 20 years together. Yeah. And so what were some of the things that you had learned? Uh, we've discussed, we had so many great conversations um, and that was actually Gosh, one of my favorite parts of the trip was just the discussions and things because we had an actual a full week where uh, you did very little writing, mm-hmm. if any, did you? No, not really. Okay. I plotted something. I just had a few ideas I jotted down, and um, but no, I it was pretty much work free, right? Which is rare for me. It is because I'm is. a I'm a writer, so I. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Jessica Lemon, famous, yeah. famous author, Jessica Lemon. Yeah. See so, more at JessicaLemon.com. But um, yeah, so you were able to take some time off. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a job at this time that uh, I was able to completely turn off my work phone yeah. and and not deal with that. And it was great. I've got good people helping me and uh, I'm blessed to have that position. So it was just really nice to have a break and just to be with each other, you know, 99% of the time, you know? Yeah, completely unplugged. So. so. But yeah, so well, let's just start with this. So what was a what was a day like um on vacation? So I know it started with with coffee cuz most things with you <laughs> most, starts with all coffee, good things, right? All, all good, good things, things start with coffee. Um I think just relaxing is the number one the number one most important thing. Um we had uh several friends tell us 
you should go here and see this, and you should go here and see this. And, of course, Alcatraz is there, and the Golden Gate Bridge is there, which we drove over the Golden Gate Bridge, and we looked out at Alcatraz. But John and I decided on this trip we didn't want to be touristy, I don't think. And uh, even though we were in Sonoma Valley, Napa Valley was about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour north when we didn't go there. Right. <laughs> and we did. We were like, nah, we'll just, there's plenty of wineries. And so we just liked, we just tucked in. And I think I just let go of the idea that I had to be, that I had to see everything everywhere because the inn and suites where we stayed was a beautiful Spanish villa style. And they had a big, big hot tub um, and pool. And it was a little too cool for the pool, but the hot tub was. was really nice. Yeah, it was in the pool and a little we, bit. <laughs> and in our room, we had a giant, giant garden bathtub that sat two people. So we were just relaxing was the theme. But yeah. Yeah, and I think that was, you know, kind of going back to our theme of um, of the things we learned about it ourselves. And this is something we kind of knew, but, but we kind of solidified it, too, is we didn't want to go. Like, we were in San Francisco, and we had lots, like she said, a bunch of friends saying, oh, you should go see this and this and this and this and this. And we decided that that's not really what we want to do uh, on a vacation. And maybe so a didn't. different vacation, but <laughs> yeah. this, you know, this is not what this was about. Yeah. We wanted to really relax and enjoy. Soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and have a break, too, because you've been on some seriously crazy deadlines. You've had, how many books have you had come out this year? I mean, this year, number six will come out next month. So right. And we're in November. Six books in so, a year. So, yes, a yeah, six books in one year. Uh, you've been on a crazy writing pace. Um, mm-hmm. And so you really needed a break. And we needed to reconnect, too. You know, everything. Yeah. You get burned out at whatever job or whatever work you're doing. And sometimes your spouse suffers or the relationship you have suffers. And it's always good to reconnect. And I think that was what the whole trip was about. It wasn't like, oh, make sure we see this sightseeing thing and then do this and ride a trolley car and go to Alcatraz. All that was just kind of secondary to us. We were just enjoying, like, not doing dishes at all. (laughs) Yes, not doing dishes. Nobody had to vacuum. Yes. (laughs) Barely making the bed. Yeah, nobody had to clean up all our... No, you really didn't have to do it. It was amazing. You just get your dishes, and you set them outside the door, and somebody (laughs) takes them away. Just vanish. And then they're cleaning. You go get more clean. It's amazing. So where you pick up the phone, and you ask for some food, and they bring it to your door. It's pretty pretty crazy. So, But what was... um, what was something else that that you learned about um, just about the trip itself, like maybe the logistics or just the room or how you wanted to be taken care of or oh man, anything um, like that? that yeah, you think would be I, I'm a little higher maintenance than I would have liked to think. <laughs> <laughs> We stayed in. Real... One of us didn't know that. One of us did, but no, that's okay. no John. John knew. that I like a really nice hotel room because he doesn't care about hotel rooms at all. Although I think that may have changed this trip because we stayed in some really, really nice rooms that we normally wouldn't have splurged for, but you were like so great to splurge on (laughs) the rooms. And um, as a result, it was, it just felt like a palace. Just felt like being, you know, being treated like royalty. I mean, truly it was, it was a very unique experience to feel like, oh, wow. And knowing that we had that budgeted and that it all fit meant that it was a completely stress-free vacation. So it wasn't like I was going, oh, my gosh, this room's costing us this. And we're not going to be able to pay this when we get home. I didn't have any of those thoughts at all. So it was truly, it was just relaxing all the way around. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't put the trip on a credit card and then hope that we you know right. still made the money when we came back and have to pay it off. And yep. 
Yeah, that helped a lot too. I mean, we've been saving for this trip for you know quite a few months, and we weren't exactly sure where we were going to go. And I was, you know, I kind of came up with the idea of California. We've talked about going to California. We talked. Yeah, he about surprised wine me with it. So. Yeah, and apparently I did pretty well. You so. did great. Yeah, <laughs> you did great. But yeah, I just I thought that was interesting that we did learn that you know we we don't want a hustle and bustle type of vacation. Um, and you know, being in the city was cool to see San Francisco. It's a great town. Uh, but we really liked being out in the Sonoma Valley and it was just, just a lot of fun. I mean, each day, you know, I'd go down and get coffee or we'd make coffee in the room and then they had a great breakfast every day. And, and it you was had just... said too, that you liked being in that, like you could go six minutes down the road and there was a little town and a market and someplace else. And you liked going finding out what is local and what's around and then just sort of getting to know those places and tucking in a little bit rather than just seeing something new, something new, something new. Oh, we were very yeah. familiar with where we That's were. That's a totally good point. Um, yeah, it was, it was more of a, instead of, Oh, going one day you're staying here and see all these things. And the next day you go somewhere else and all that. It was nice to kind of get used to where we were. And then, you know, by the end of the trip, we've been there, what, five days uh, I didn't really need a map to go figure out where I was going. I yeah. knew where the winery was. I knew where Santa Rosa was. And it was just kind of neat like that, too. So, But what are um, what are some other things that we learned about each other on this trip um, that, I don't know. I mean, we've we've been together for, you know, over 20 years. And we do rely on each other for a lot of things. But what were? Was there anything else that stuck out that I mean, would, I don't think it was would be a, interesting? I don't think it was a new thing, but it definitely like reinforced the idea that we're both still in it to win it. I think we always mm-hmm. have been, and um, yeah, that may be. I mean, if if somebody asks us, you know, they're getting married or something, or, or mm-hmm. have been together for a while, and just says, "Hey, what's the secret to making this work?" Um, it, we've always been that we've just been it. Like, this is us. We're together. We're going to make it happen. We've never, um, had a foot out the door. It never was like, well, if this doesn't work out or this person doesn't fulfill these needs. And we've just always been, uh, on the same page with Mm -hmm. like, well, it's yes, we're having a fight or yes, we're going through a difficult time financially or emotionally or whatever it is, but we're just going to get through this. But I think at the beginning it was more about like, well, we're just too stubborn to give up. Yeah. We're just too stupid to realize that this is going to be (laughs) some work. (laughs) Not stupid. We're too stubborn to give up and we're going to have this argument because there's arguments going to happen a million more times and we may as well iron it out now. And that was always my sort of like, I would dig in on stuff and really try to hash it out. But I think even um, when we did have an argument on vacation, because vacations aren't perfect, right? You're still now you're stuck with the person that you right. live with, and you neither of you have anything to do. Right, and you can't get away from the you person. Can't get away from so them. yeah, so, so raise even, your hand if you've ever had a fight, whether it's on a family vacation right. or a vacation. I think that I think things just come to the surface because you yeah. have so much time to actually deal with stuff. Yeah, but even then, I felt um, like we were dealing with it a totally different way, and it was sort of, no matter what it was about, no matter how it was resolved, it was both of us saying, like, I'm here for this, and I'm hearing you, and I'm listening, and we're going to get through this, and we did, and it, you know, and right. relatively unscathed, so... Um, right. 
Yeah, so yeah. don't feel bad if you go on vacation and think, well, now <laughs> John and Jess had this <laughs> yeah. amazing right. vacation. and They didn't even have an argument or disagree with how the right. person was driving or anything. And no, that's we totally just turned true. into the perfect people when we went out of town because yeah. that's not stressful at all. <laughs> right, traveling right. on a five-hour <laughs> flight Flocking and being across the country. for two hours. Sure, that won't bring up anything. How could you possibly <laughs> have a disagreement? But, but no, right. we did, and I think um, we handle things so much differently now than we did Oh, especially when we first got married. I mean, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. we've even we've even said lately that we're like, wow, we had a really, you know, and it's more of a discussion. You know, there's not much yelling or anything, but I just remember we had a, a discussion, kind of a disagreement, kind of, a, you know, about something. And we we're like, you know, if we had had this specific discussion, you know, this specific topic or whatever had come up when we were 20 years ago, that might have been it, you know, but like now it's <laughs> right. like we're so open and we're so used to each other. We understand that. And we, you know, again, we've got 20 years compounded that we're just sticking together mm-hmm. no yeah. matter what. So <laughs> it's been a long time since I've jumped in the car and like squealed out of the parking lot of our apartment. So <laughs> it has been. Well, first of all, it's been a long time since we lived in an apartment. But yes, as far as, yeah, I mean, long, there's long an occasional time. door slamming, but there's, you know, as far as, and I think maybe that's what it is about vacation that, that brings out sometimes some some disagreements and things is because you're there with the person and you can't get away. Although right. the room we were in was really huge. It was. We so it's almost like you could, yeah, room. like you're in your We suite. could have lived in two different parts of it. <laughs> you're in your wing of the room and then I'm going right. to go in the bathroom, which is like, you know, a hundred yards away or whatever. Right, right. So, but, uh, so how's the wine? I see you've taken a couple sips. I'm actually I getting am, a little low I am on mine. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, and again, it's an old vines. And are these vines, I might be getting this wrong, but weren't they 60 years old? I think these are, yeah. I, I thought know. Cundy Winery was, and these wineries are really close to each other, so it's easy to sort of confuse them. But I think Cundy had some that were like 120. Yeah, the Cundy Winery was 138 years old. 138 years yes. old. But I think so, these were 60. Which was excellent, yeah. Yeah, so um, I just, yeah, that's very, very good. Yeah, and, it, and just like they said, like the the more you take a sip of it, it really opens up, and it's, there's a lot of depth. And I think that was one of the big draws to having an old vine Zinfandel because the grapes are so old, and it's the vines are so old that, or not the grapes, but the vines are so old that there's so much depth in the plant, which is really interesting to think about. Because they said Zinfandel did. Well, in Sonoma Valley, that's Correct. why everybody sort of had a, a Zinfandel and Correct. had an old vine Zinfandel. Correct. Available. Yeah, and in a Sonoma Valley, um, it's a little cooler, from what they were saying, than Napa Valley. Uh, it's kind of a on the other side of a hill, uh, on the west side of uh, whatever that little mountain range is there, and it's it's a little cooler. And so they said they did really well with uh, Zinfandels. They have really good Chardonnays too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did they? That was some of the big ones because they were saying that Napa Valley was more of a um, a Syrah where it was a little more jammy because it was a little warmer mm. in the valley and the grapes um, would mature differently. And I think they maybe had a little more flavor like that. Um, now, is your palate refined enough for you to be able to tell that this is a $60 bottle of wine versus the 13 or $14 bottle we had? It is. Because yeah, I is. can tell. It's like not as twangy. It is. It's not as flat at the front. I mean, it's like full body just from sip to swallow. It right? is. And I won't lie and say that I can find all the, uh, let's see what kind of notes are supposed to be in here. It <laughs> right. says full body complex by soft. I don't know. It doesn't say. It says fruit. 
Sometimes they tell you what you should fruit? be tasting. Fruit? That's a safe descriptor. <laughs> yes, it's concentrated fruit. I don't know. But sometimes on the bottles of wine, they'll tell you uh, the flavors that are supposed to be in there. Maybe there's a, a chocolate or a coffee or tobacco. Blackberries, or a, cherry. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that I can pick any of those things out because I usually can't. Or vanilla or pita, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot, but I can definitely tell the difference between this and, you know, our usual everyday 10 to $12 bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, it's so smooth. And it is weird. And I don't know if it's just because it's been sitting in the glass and it's opening up a little more. But it's just that you can taste so many more layers of depth in it. Mm. Wow. That was our dog snoring behind us. If you yeah, heard if you... that little <laughs> that little snore. Yeah, it's a that team. Was Daisy. It's a, yeah, it's a team effort here. Team she's, Lemon here. She's not going to leave our sides. <laughs> exactly. So well, I was trying to think of other things that we had learned um, about ourselves. Also, I'm, I mean, this is something we've known for, but I'm, a, I'm an outside kind of person. I like to be outdoors. Um, that's why we live at the lake. I love to be on the lake. I love to be on the boat. I love to be on the golf cart or I love to play golf. Um, I love to do lots of things outside. And so even on this trip, I mean, the weather was absolutely perfect. Uh, the first few days, it was like up to 60, mid-60s, and then like up to 70. And the last mm-hmm. two days, it was in the 80s. Just that was beautiful. Abs- and sunny and like gorgeous. 82 and, <laughs> and right. sunny. But uh, so contrast that, Jess likes to be outside, but she doesn't love it like I do. Like, she'll go outside, and especially if the weather's nice. Um, but I just kind of crave it. And so since we know each other so well after being together for, you know, over 20 years, um, you know, it was... First thing on my priority list is make sure Jessica has coffee. Um, <laughs> so once she had coffee, right. we had some breakfast and stuff. And then a couple of days would kind of... You, you did know, deliver me breakfast every day but one. It was amazing. Right. And so, that day you went down and got it with me. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Uh, I was hoping you would enjoy that. But yeah. And so, you know, Jess uh, likes to think and, and type and, and you know, kind of had some notes and things she was working on. And so the one... Uh, one day I was just like, hey, I need to go outside and go for a hike. I need to get some exercise. I need to be outside. It's gorgeous. So I went out and got a hike. And it's just, I think one of those things that as a couple will really understand, like, you know, yes, we're on this vacation, but that's okay. I need to go do this and you need to do your thing. And mm-hmm. if you want to sit in the room for a couple hours, you know, that's fine. And I think that worked out really well. Yeah, it's nice. So, but I, yeah, and I think just being together so long, we just understand the other person's needs and what, you know, and that, and that's fine. Like we don't get our feelings hurt. Like, Oh, you left me on on vacation right. and you went and did something else. I'm like, well, I've also been with you for the last, you know, 72 hours solid. So it was totally fine. But. Yeah. I think we're good individually and good together both. So yeah, I agree. High five. High five. Team lemon. High fives. <laughs> um, so was there anything else you thought? That we had learned about each other or about ourselves. Um, I just that learned. That was important to share. I mean, I don't know. I learned about myself that I can travel well, and I never really you travel did. that well. Um, so I sort of overcame my my fear of flying before <laughs> before I left. You did miraculously. You did. Yeah, you did excellent. Yeah. Um, the time before that, which I think was three or four years ago, we had flown to Vegas. And I know on the flight back that that was really difficult. I mean, first of all, the flight was at 10 p.m. It was a Vegas terrible flight. time. Yeah. 
Um, I'll never take a red eye like that. It was just horrible. Thunderstorming half the yeah, trip home. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah, turbulence. And it was just, it was a horrible flight no matter what. And we were just trying to sleep. And it was just, it was pretty miserable because you get into Cincinnati at like yeah. 7 a.m. I think it was, was it delayed too? Was the flight delayed? Um, a li- <laughs> It may have much. been a little because okay. I remember waiting in the airport for a while. But okay. I just remember That's being, right. I think we landed, but it was like 4 or 5 a.m. Ohio time or something like that. It was 7. I think it goes back was the other way. So you lose 3 yeah. hours. So it was 7 a.m. It was a four-hour flight. Got to drive. We took off at like 10.30, yeah. so then it's like... Yeah, I mean, you lost half your life. so then it's like 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. So it was like the wee mm-hmm. hours when we landed, and then we're standing... I just remember standing at the <laughs> luggage carousel like, this is the most miserable like, place I've done ever been. Yeah, like on paper, you're like, oh, this is great. You'll leave Vegas at 10 o'clock. You can just you'll, sleep you'll all sleep the way You'll sleep on home. the plane. Yeah. And then, yeah, I slept like maybe five minutes. So. But, yeah, so this uh, was very, very different because um, you got, you know, we were able to get a round-trip flight, and United treated us very well, and um, that's not a plug or anything. This is an ad, but <laughs> they did. They were amazing. Right. And I actually came home and detailed in a blog on com what helped me get through that I think it was a series of things but um being able to fly and not have that be this horrible like adrenaline dump before I got there changed everything I think so do you want to go into what you did just real quick yeah I I think it was a combination of things but it ultimately was um EFT work which is also known as tapping and there's multiple videos I am by far um by far an expert on this at all um, I read a little chapter in a book called The Success Principles, the 10th anniversary edition by Jack Canfield, and it sort of detailed how to do it. And um, it's just very, you just use your fingers and tap various parts of your head and face and collarbone and under your arm while saying what you're afraid of, and it releases those emotions and allows them to leave in case you're holding some sort of stressors in your physical being. Right, and holding those emotions or yeah. those fears yeah, cause in we a physical had a part in your body. Really bad flight. Uh, the year we were married, we flew to Arizona, and on the way home, and I'd never been on a plane before, so that was a singular experience <laughs> anyway. But on the way home, there was a blizzard. We're trying to land in, you know, Pittsburgh, and we the uh, plane was delayed because the runway was covered with ice, and we circled the airport for 45 minutes, which was nauseating, and we're wondering how much gas we have. And it's <laughs> right. just, we're in these cramped, tiny right. little seats. It was and, pretty horrible. And then when we did land, the plane actually had to be towed to the building so we could get off. Right. So the plane couldn't even drive on the runway. Right. And Land, then we getting s- the runway was just, yes, it was slick. slick. And it was, yeah, and I think... It was really scary. Yeah, that was so I don't pretty, know if it was, was that. Scary too. I don't know if it was that. And then we were stuck <laughs> in the airport for four or five hours. Right. And then they finally got us a little RTA bus because all the planes were grounded because of the weather, et cetera, et cetera. So um, t- for me to be able to overcome a fear that big that happened 20 years ago, and I'd flown since, but I've never had as comfortable of a flight as this one. I just couldn't call up any of those sort of negative feelings from before. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't any anxiety. Um, <laughs> I mean, like when we, you know, Cincinnati's a small airport, so the security was easy. I mean, I swear yeah. there was like, what, eight? There's like nobody there. There was like <laughs> yeah. maybe six people or ten people in front of us in security line to go to the I know, TSA. the security guy was like, hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so chill. It was great. But the flight was great. Um, and then on the way back, but but you were just saying that when we were in San Francisco, which was a big airport, and it mm-hmm. was pretty packed and security, I mean, it was like 50 to 100 people in front of us. And it took a while, and that's always stressful because you got to take your shoes off and mm-hmm. belt and 
you know, not trying to lose your laptop. And, right, you know, right. Um, so you were just a little stressed about that, but that was just the normal. Yeah, normal nerves yeah, of being, okay, I have to remember all my things and gather right. all this and make sure we get to our gate on time, but it was not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there no wasn't the, Yeah, I mean, on the yep. flight, it was fine. Um, yeah. Did, um, like, when you were, like, the takeoff and the landing is always the part that's the most stressful or whatever. Yeah. Um, did that seem to bother you yeah. at all, or? Yeah, because you were... I'm usually not bothered by takeoffs oh, okay. and landing. I, I just... Maybe the turbulence kind of scares me. So we were really light on the turbulence. So if I had a really turbulent flight, though, I still think I could do it. Some, though. But but no, I thought that was really interesting. And whatever um, whatever you've done, you know, with the tapping or whatever, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Um, it had really worked and made a big difference. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And what... I mean, and now that you're comfortable flying, that has opened up a lot of things, right? Yeah. I was so. like, oh, I feel like we could go anywhere now. Absolutely. Which is nice. That it's not holding me back. Well, I'm uh, anxious to get to the rest of this bottle of wine. (laughs) And so we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, I've got a couple questions I wanted to ask you to finish this. Oh, okay. Um, And the first one is, what is the best drink you have had in the last year or so? Wow. Okay, I'm going to go a little, I'm going to say something a little different and unexpected, but I honestly think it was that first cappuccino that we had at Serenby outside of Atlanta, Georgia Mm -hmm. over the spring, just because I loved this place so much. It was like a wellness community that people live in and um, they have houses that for rent and stuff and they have little retail establishments within the neighborhoods and so Mm -hmm. we were able to walk through the woods you know cut through the woods and walk to this little cafe and get a cappuccino and a salad and sit on this quiet little sidewalk in the middle of a neighborhood where there's still tons and tons of trees and nature and it was just peaceful and beautiful and i was like i love this see yeah. we, we should know we were country people then i know right of course we're country <laughs> i mean we people, knew right? but, i mean i grew up yeah. on a farm so <laughs> yeah. But yeah that's so that was probably in the last year i think that cappuccino was that's memorable. great oh that's cool yeah, yeah that was and hard. we bought a cappuccino machine when we got home because we, we wanted to recreate that it must have been feeling. very memorable yeah, yeah absolutely yep well that's great yeah that was a wonderful trip to serenby which is a wellness community outside of atlanta but that place was really cool so my uh, final question is, what, what about you? What about your drink? What? Oh no, this is my podcast. <laughs> You're only answering. Um, you know, just hold right. on here. I'm in, I'm in charge oh, of this okay. podcast, right? <laughs> um, but the final question is, what is the number one tip you can share to help the audience live a uh, healthy, fulfilling, and more inspired life? Healthy, fulfilling, and more inspired. Wow. Um, right now, my theme for the month, my focus for the month of November is um, trust your intuition, trust your gut, as your gut never lies. I think we overanalyze lots and lots of things, mm-hmm. and I think we all become happier as we trust that really quiet voice. And the trick is to be able to hear that quiet voice, you too have to be quiet. You have to take the time to shut off Facebook and, you know, (laughs) 
put the phone down and stop playing Candy Crush. And <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, it's okay to turn on your your calm app or your Tide app and play your <laughs> your peaceful calm music mm-hmm. and turn on your timer because I do do that a lot. But just unplugging a little bit and listening, and whether that's prayer or your visualization or your affirmations, just really getting down to what you want. I think if you don't know what you want, you're just going to chase a million other things in the meantime. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I think that's totally good. And that's actually uh, something I've been working on um, with your help. And that's, that's great. So, well, thanks again, Jessica, I'm sorry, famous author, Jessica (laughs) Lemon. Um, So where can, uh, if somebody's interested about what you're writing and what you're doing, what's the best place for them to find you? The best place to find me is uh, jessicalemon.com. It's two S's, two M's. And at jessicalemon.com, I have a blog where I do everything from writing tips to lifestyle tips to book news. All my books are listed there. I think I'm at 24 this year released in the last Mm -hmm. seven years. So, um, And second to that, I'm very active on Instagram. And my handle is jlemony. So it's J-L-E-M-M-O-N-Y. So you can follow me on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And like I said, I'm anxious to uh, oh, my get first back. podcast. Yay. Right. Hey, you made it. <laughs> so, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I hope you found this episode entertaining and discovered ways to live a more healthy, fulfilling, and inspired life. If you'd like to learn more about me, visit thejohnlemon.com. That's thejohnlemon, and it's L-E-M-M-O-N.com. You'll find info about my book, Beer Makes Everything Better, as well as my blog and info about my next speaking engagement. Well, thanks again for listening, and cheers, everybody.